1: Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin.
0: What up? This is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey Original podcast with Justin and Natalie. And the Warriors, every other game, ruin my buzz. (laughs) They ruin my vibes. They are not enjoyable. And um, I don't appreciate it, Justin. I don't appreciate it. We've launched Golden Spaces, and they are messing up our podcast. That's how I feel.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they have to take into consideration that we want only good vibes on this podcast. So they should only win games, right? Or just only provide good good vibes.
0: I mean, how hard is that to do?
1: Apparently it's extremely hard for them, especially when they play games not at home. Um
0: and that's not it, that, like it's really getting bizarre because it's like I really never considered them a team that like can't win at home, right? But like yeah, I mean on the road. But like that's but the, so it's not just like, OK, well, they're on the road, but there's just a difference in things that happen on the court when they're on the road. And I get it that the Bucks are a contender, one of the best teams in the league. They're also a well-oiled machine. You know, they're a well-oiled mm-hmm. machine. Sorry about that. Um So yeah, they're a well-oiled machine and the Warriors are not a well-oiled machine. I mean, the core, the starting five is, but the Bucks are not. (laughs) I mean, but the Warriors are not, the Bucks are. And so they just looked, this was the first time I watched them and it wasn't just like I watched and I'm like, oh, well, yes, like I was mad at Jermichael Green. I was mad at certain things, but they just looked they just looked inferior, <laughs> you know, like the Bucks' length was bothering them. They were tuned in on defense. They just um, the Warriors looked inferior, you know, and I hate to say that about them, but they did. Now, that doesn't mean that I think that they can't ever beat the Bucs. Last year, we got blown out by the Bucs or they did rather. I'm not on the team, but they got blown out by the Bucs and then the Bucs came to chase and they won. Right. So they they have this history a little bit of getting blown out in Milwaukee. But I just feel like if this isn't a clear message to the front office that they need to get like another guy in there, then like what what will be?
1: Yeah, I think I think they knew that before they they even played this game. It just made it much more obvious when you play a team like Milwaukee, whose best players are all front court players. Right. At this point, Middleton is like a three. You know, and then you got obviously Giannis, Brooke, and, and Bobby Portis, who all provide unique skill sets. And it's just tough to match up with that team when you don't have a fortified front court, right? You just essentially have Dre and Loon there, who are already undersized bigs, quote unquote, especially compared to those to their front line trying to stop these dudes. One of them or both of them go out of the game and it's over. Like, um, JMG came into the game and it, it reminded me of the Miami game, I think in Miami, where the Warriors were winning handily, even though they weren't beating the Bucks handily this game. But the, the Warriors starters were essentially up, and they had control of the game. And then James came in, James Wiseman came in, and the Heat got like 15 straight points. <laughs> it felt like that when JMG got in the game. It was just a terrible stretch. He couldn't get a stop. They picked on him every single play down the court. Um, and then the Bucks just kind of never looked back from there. But Overall, I think the game, I think shot making, if the shot making is a little bit better for Golden State, then the game goes differently. Um, they got some good looks, even though a few of them were bad in like four shots. But I think for the most part, they got some good looks against that drop coverage. Um, and the Bucks got hot and hit a few shots that, you know, are, are tough to, you know, you got to tip your hat, right? Like Giannis didn't make any jump shots, but Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez hit some stuff that, that's just tough to, to deal with. So, Overall, um, it's just—I mean, this is one of those losses you you can walk away from. Like, all right, whatever. It's a, like you said, it's a contending team, and they played the better tonight. But over the course of the season, we feel confident that we got a good chance to to beat anybody in a series. But you know, you dig yourself into a hole where you lose a game, and you're now back in five hundred. That's what makes it so much more frustrating.
0: I don't feel confident that. And look, I know there were some things that just didn't go the Warriors' way, but I don't feel confident, like even if they had Andrew Wiggins, that they could beat the Bucs in a seven-game series without making a roster change. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about Boston and not just because we won, but I think I think the length of the Bucks really bothers them. And not like I know like someone like Steph can figure out how to navigate around them. But like it just made to me the rest of the team they were all just like settling for shots and maybe, maybe they couldn't have gotten to the rim maybe like Brooke and you know, Giannis whoever everyone was like too much of a deterrent for them, but I don't know I think that I don't I think I I don't know what the answer is Justin but I feel like and they may not see the box, but I think they have to be prepared that that's a team that they could see, right? And so um like I, I don't love the fact that like they're they're thin in the front court, like their bench, but and I don't know, maybe I'm overreacting. I don't think I tend to overreact, but I'm like they need to they need to like get someone on the roster.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't think you're overreacting at all. I think similar to Boston, the Bucks defense is a defense that gives the Warriors, like, movement system some issues, right, um, because with the Bucks, they shut off the paint. They shut off all layups. You got Giannis down there. You got Brooke Lopez down there. And you got aggressive, strong guards um, in their backcourt that push you off of the line when you're even when you're running the high screen. They're just getting over those screens really, really hard and forcing you into that help at the rim. And with Boston, they just have a bunch of length and a bunch of wings that can stay in front of you, so they switch everything. And it makes it really tough to run those off-ball actions. But the answer to that against Boston was, okay, Steph is going to get going against anybody, right? And then we feel pretty confident that we're going to be able to stop your main guy and he's not going to be able to equal what Steph brings. So we're just going to beat you because Steph is better than your guy, way better than your guy. Whereas with the Bucks, it's like I mean, Giannis is Giannis, right? So we can say Steph is better than Giannis and he might be, probably is, but Giannis is close enough to him and is capable of outplaying anybody to the point where you can't just say, oh, well, yeah, our guy is just going to be better than your guy, and that's how we're going to win. You have to have a better team um, against Milwaukee to beat them. So, yeah, like you said, we gotta, they got to get another guy in there, preferably a front-court guy that can shoot because then it allows um, more, more lineup variability. And we, we've been beating the same drum for the entire season at this point fill Anthony Lamb's spot with a better player, a bigger a bigger body, somebody that can actually protect the rim and guard bigs. Um, and they'll be in a much better spot. And then obviously everything that Andrew brings would add an entirely different dynamic to any matchup. But I think the next time that they see Milwaukee outside of when they play in the chase, if they have Andrew back and they have that frontcourt player who can fill that auto role, just be a big body that rebounds, plays big and can shoot, and stress the floor then I think they're in a much much better place to be able to compete with Milwaukee and beat them
0: yeah I agree I was so disgusted by so many things Justin I'm trying to like uplift the vibes but I was like really you know Anthony Lamb is useless I don't know why he gets on the court Jermichael Green is probably more useless than him six fouls and like how much time did he even play on the court
1: uh, I don't know. I don't want to see him play another game for the Warriors, to be honest. Just DNP him until you can get him off the roster. Uh, His value is, he has no value at this point, so I don't know what you'd get back. Maybe some, maybe he'll be like a salary matching piece of a trade or something, but it's not like he doesn't even fit the system. He's just not good. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean? right. like, he's, he gets-
0: he's just not good.
1: Yeah, he understands how to play with the Warriors. He's just not good. That's literally it. And it's, it's sad. He's getting the wide open shots. He can barely hit a three. I think he's shooting like 16% from three this season or something.
0: But he's um, also doing like really stupid things too. Like that pass wasn't the third or fourth quarter that who was, I don't remember who he was trying to pass to, but he was trying to like throw it over and he was just like so casual with oh, it. Oh, yeah.
1: He tried like, to throw the Dante with the yeah, little stuff like that, like
0: like that, that kind of shit annoys me. Like, why did you think that was gonna work? <laughs> why? And if you're gonna pass to that, like, who was he trying to pass to? And he was trying to pass over because it was, it, was it? Just... it was
1: Dante.
0: It was Dante yeah. Like, I yeah, wanted to throw like something at my TV screen. Like, I was so fucking annoyed. And then it's like Anthony Lamb, you make a fucking defensive stop or steal, and then you don't know how to fucking pass the ball, you know? Or, like, when Steph tried to, get, like, throw him that ball and transition, pass it to him, and he was, like, speeding down the court, and he couldn't finish that fucking play. I'm like, what is this guy? He is useless. Like, great, you get the stop, and then you try to pass it in transition, and, like, they steal it because, like, you don't know where to pass it or what to do, and your passes suck. Like, I, I don't like either one of them, Justin.
1: Yeah. I, I this might be the worst Front court group that they've had in like the last I don't know how many years uh, I mean other than the 2020 season but like shit I'd rather have Juan and, Mar- and Marquise Chris back than fucking um, right. JMG you know what I mean like it's bad it's bad they need some front and Dante court
0: Dante out there busting his ass rolling all over the yeah. floor hustling trying to bring some yeah. energy and like and then like. Jordan Poole, like his decision making from game to game, I, like just dribbling into trap. Like, where the fuck are you going, Jordan? Where are you yeah. going?
1: This is a game hopefully he can learn from because, yeah, he just made a bad, a bunch of bad decisions and they need him to take a step forward and, you know, be somebody that they can rely on to generate offense out of the pick and roll, out of these split actions where he's a ball handler. Um, because Steph is the only guy that they can rely on to do that right now. Um, yeah, he also – he just got to make shots. Like, he's had so many open looks and he's just bricking. They played drop all night against him, and he didn't get the Steph coverage. He got the – we're going to give you that midi pull-up, and he just was bricking it. And it's like, bro, you need to hit that. Like, you got to hit that. Um, other than the times where Brooke was just blocking people's shot, he had a few layups at the rim that he just didn't make. Um, and what, part of what made him so special last year is he was shooting like 60 plus percent at the rim. Like he got to get back to that. And he has to be able to have a respectable pull up mid range or pull up three um, for his offensive impact to, to be felt, you know, and it hasn't been there consistently this season at all.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What were your thoughts on Kaminga this game? like It was sort of like mixed results to me um, because he had a few moments, but he also... Like in general, because I don't want to like single him out and pick on him, because the whole fucking team they were complaining a lot, and a lot of it was warranted and it was valid. So I'm not gonna say that it wasn't, but then it just sort of became like too much. I don't know. I just like, all right, all right, like what the hell? But like he, you know, because like he obviously is gonna learn from them. Like right, he's watching his vets, but like some of the stuff he was complaining about, I'm like bro, you did just foul this person. Like, what like, what are we doing? Like, everything. And I don't want to be, because I'm not, like, you know, Van Gundy, and I'm not saying that there were no fouls, but he's like, oh, you know, and, like, like even when he missed the dunk, like, he, like, seemed like, I don't know, maybe he was, like, frustration, but it looked like he was, like, like, yelled at the ref or, like, said something. I'm like, bro, like, you just missed the fucking dunk. Like, no one, <laughs> like, maybe <laughs> I missed yeah. it that someone pushed you, but I didn't see it. So I just, you know, I just, like, I don't know. It could have just been this game, but like, I just, I don't know. I don't want him to get into a habit of like, I mean, I know Draymond is in the ref space about every play sometimes too, but that also annoys me sometimes too. So I don't know what the right balance is, you know, and maybe that's what he needs to do to get the refs to kind of be on his side. So maybe that's part of it and I'm wrong, but I just watching it was annoying.
1: Yeah. Um I'm not like too bothered by it unless you like pick up texts and stuff like that. But I think the tech he picked up the game was kind of out of reach at that point. So I wasn't really tripping off that. He's just, that's the type of guy he is. Like if he's into what we were talking about last, uh, last episode about how competitive they are. Um, and some people express that competitive nature differently, right? Like Steph, Steph and Clay usually don't get into it with the refs. Like they'll make a face here and now and then, but, unless it's something crazy like what Steph was going through tonight where he's getting hit in the head, no calls and people coming under him, no calls. And, you know, he's smart about it. He knows like when to, you know, get into the ref's face and stuff like that. But guys like Jordan, guys like Draymond, Kaminga, they're very much like, if I don't get a call, I'm going to yell at the ref. I'm going to, you know, (laughs) that's just their personality. Um, So I I, I don't have too big of an issue with it. Like if it's something consistent, and they're consistently picking up texts every single game or like picking up texts in big moments like Jay used to, then it's like, all right, relax. But I mean, as far as his game overall, I think he tried to go out there and play with energy. It was just, it just wasn't the Warriors night. Um, he got a bunch of fouls. I thought a few of those fouls weren't actually fouls, right? Like the Bucks are a bruising team, right? Giannis is going to, try to run you over and dunk on you and stuff like that. And if you hold your ground against them, they're going to call a foul on you. So it's a tough, tough situation to be in. Um, and, you know, it is, it is what it is. There were a few plays where that he could have did a better job, like that dunk, he could have just finished it. I think someone smacked the ball out of his hand and it went out of bounds and he thought they were going to keep the ball with Golden State and they didn't. That's why he got mad about it. I but uh, other, other than that, I think he did an okay job, like, can't really complain about what he was what he was doing. I think the the big the players that definitely could have had a much uh, better impact was Jordan Clay. Obviously, Steph kind of started off slow, but I think that was a product of how Milwaukee was defending him. And just JMG just killed him in his minutes. He just absolutely destroyed the Warriors in his minutes. So, yeah. On to the next one. Hopefully, they every everybody plays in Indiana and they don't have like well maybe Clay won't, but. Hopefully, mostly everybody plays in Indiana and they take that game serious because it's time to salvage (laughs) the rest of this road trip. Um, We started off with an L. Hopefully, it doesn't end up like that first one. Then you'll be in a huge, huge hole at that point.
0: People are responding to me, like to my tweets, like from earlier during the game. And, you know, because I have a couple of Lamb is useless tweets and they're like, not as useless as jermichael green so fucking what like do you get a prize for being not as useless if you're both useless who cares it's not like i was praising jermichael green i just like don't understand that not as bad as him so (laughs) like who cares they're both bad and one has charges again or like accusations against them so it makes it even more bewildering why he's on the team so like what are we doing not as useless (laughs) as jermichael green whatever anyway um they're both useless they both need to go I'm not advocating for one over the other like (laughs) I want them both like not playing and gone you know um I mean at this point I'm fucking ready to try you know PBJ like I just (laughs) I want them gone gone. um and Steph you know with that tonight and Kerr getting all worked up I mean I feel like it's about time I mean I think some of that is about sending a message to the league right like you can't keep this up I'm not watching the pressers I don't know like what they're gonna say about it but I mean like because we're always like Kerr needs to kind of take the fine for stuff at some point you know so because like this is crazy it can't keep going on like this like They make y'all the most fucking money in the league. Like, you can't just keep letting him get hit. Because you're going to do that shit, and God forbid, obviously, I don't want anything to happen to him. But then if he gets injured, then what? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to protect the superstars. You got to protect all players. But, like, do you really want to protect the guy that brings you all the, like, not protect the guy who brings all these ratings and money to you? I don't get it. I don't comprehend it.
1: Yeah, I mean... Definitely just feels like there's some type of hidden agenda type of deal with the Warriors where they're like, if it's a fifty fifty call or something, like we are not giving them the call. Like
0: they they're think gonna he have just to really fell to turn the floor everything. like that at that point. Like that's not even a fifty fifty, like that he just like jumped and fell like that for no reason. Like, come on. Yeah. It's just
1: some of
0: these fuck, Justin. Excuse my language. Yeah. I mean, y'all know, I. Nah, but like, come on.
1: <laughs> they got to get it together. They got to get it together. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they could do a better job themselves of putting pressure on the reps to call fouls for them outside of, you know, obviously Steph gets fouled on pretty much every three he shoots unless it's like wide open. But as far as getting to the rim, going up strong, drawing contact, trying to get fouls that way. I think a lot of times they'll get to the rim and just don't feel confident that they'll be able to finish the layup. So they'll just pass it out. It's like, ah, that's a good opportunity right there to put some pressure on the reps to get get you to the free throw line, right? And that can get you guys getting the rhythm. So um, definitely miss Wiggins in that regard because we all know Wiggins is not scared to go up in traffic. Um, You know, some people might want him to dunk the ball a little bit more on people, but as far as just rim attempts, he, he gets him up when he's cutting. So same thing with Kaminga, right? And he, That's another thing with Kaminga's game today. He he made a concerted effort to get to the rim, right? He did shoot a few threes, but when guys were sagging off, he did his best, the honest impression, ate up the space and just tried to get a lane to get by him and go up. Um, and, yeah, that's what he has to continue to do, even against these teams with these uh, amazing rim protectors he can get him in foul trouble and just, you know, cause he's, he can jump over guys so he can put some pressure on the rim and open it up for the rest of his team.
0: Yeah. I mean, but that's one of the things I always said I liked about Kaminga, Just the fact that like he can draw fouls very easily. That's why we needed him. I had said, what, like 80, you were like, Hey, that's a little high, but like to convert somewhere in the seventies. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just hit three out of four and that'd be good. Um, yeah, they got to test them all night, Indiana, with their guys, probably.
0: Well, I mean, so that's why it seemed like Kerr just, like, waved the white flag early, um, I imagine. Um, so it's good to know that they're going to be playing tomorrow night. Because I said, like, look, at this trip, like, at some point, y'all just got to start playing back-to-back. You can't keep up this, this shit with. <laughs> You're not playing games. So, um, all right. We've talked about this game as much as we can because it's bullshit. Um I don't know, y'all. We'll be back. I don't even know what we're gonna talk about, but we're gonna get it together. We're gonna we gonna in the next segment uplift the vibes, all right? So you're tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin. We'll be right back.